The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, it is the Friday of the long weekend. Welcome to the... Um 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. It's, uh, uh, we're theming this one. We are. We decided. Yeah, it's an F Friday. It's, uh, <laughs> the F stands for uh, feel good. Fun. Uh, fun and fascinating. So the whole show is going to be fun, fascinating, and make you feel good. That's right. Yeah. I got to tell you a funny story sometimes. Speaking of feeling good. Uh, well, what, then tell me right now. All right. One of my board members. Yes. Uh, called me today about a matter related to the festival, but no big deal. Yep. And he, this is a close friend of mine. And I, I recommend that. If you uh, run a not-for-profit, try and put as many friends on the board I, as possible. See, you know what? I wouldn't do that. Uh, yeah, because well, I think that the friendships could end. Well, I try not to meet with them, so we don't <laughs> we don't come to that. Okay. <laughs> We're the easiest. They have the easiest board in the in the, the whole neighborhood of uh, of not-for-profit because we okay. meet, you know, the one time a year for sure because you have to have an annual meeting. That's that's just a legal thing. And then we meet once or twice a year after that, usually after something's done. So yeah, I can and just over say, pizza and beer, I think. Exactly, too, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, it's always a good time. Anyways, he phoned me today, and we discussed the matter, and it was uh, dealt with, and it was perfect, and everything's going to be good to go. And then he said, oh, by the way, while I got you. Oh, jeepers. Yeah. Uh, he said, I tuned into your show yesterday. Oh, huh. He goes, I got to tell you, loved it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's great. Thank you for saying so. And he goes, yeah. He says, I turned to my wife and I said, why have we not listened to this in two years? <laughs> Just what did you add that for? What you know what you happened? Add? You what? know what happened? What happened? They came on a listener trip with us. Nope. Different person. Different person. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just, you know, the art that's of the compliment. Of, that's kind of one of those um, backhanded Yeah, and he meant it sincerely. Right? He's the purest soul I know, mm. honestly. I'll tell you off air who it is, because you know them. And it's, he's one of the purest souls I know, and he would never intentionally give a backhanded compliment. But it was just funny. Like, so just, if you've tuned in right now. <laughs> yeah, you know who I'm talking about. You know I'm talking about you. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned, because as good as yesterday's show was, uh, this one's better. It's so, going to make you feel good. Yeah. It's going to make all, you feel good. We're, we're, it's warm and fuzzy today. And funny, I think. We're, we've got some funny stories as well. We so, do. Because it's Friday, right? So the big blue folder comes out. We haven't done that in a while, and we'll get to some of those funny stories. But we have great guests as well. We do. So uh, on the show this afternoon, uh, first off, we have uh, Oilers legend Grant Fuhr on the show. He's going to join us Yeah, uh, just after 3 o'clock. Him and um, Adam Scorgi, who is the producer of Making Coco, the Grant Fuhr story. So we're going to talk to both of them about that. It's premiering here in um, Edmonton October 17th. Uh, We're going to do that. And then there was this cool story. And you know what, Chadville, you might have even taken part uh, in this. Hmm. It was a tweet by a woman out in Nova Scotia. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And it went viral. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those, because we talk often about the crap side of social media on this show. This is the great side Mm -hmm. of social media. So we're going to talk to uh, Miriam Dunn uh, about uh, what's happened around her 92-year-old father, who was recently widowed, and who is also an excellent piano player, by the way, I found out. (laughs) And who has the best bathroom in the country? 
Uh, apparently we do. <laughs> well, at least St. Albert does. St. Albert does. Uh, uh, well, you know, we can claim uh, ownership of St. Albert. Oh, I think Capital Region. That's right. That's right. You know why I, I can do that? And and I know this to be true. St. Albert, Spruce Grove, Sherwood Park, Fort Saskatchewan. Mm. If you go to those places and call them Edmonton, they get their backs up a little bit. Mm. You know, we're not Edmonton. We're mm. Fort Saskatchewan. And we're not Edmonton. We're Spruce Grove. Uh, but the Oilers get to the playoffs. Suddenly, they're Edmonton. So, <laughs> you know, that's the way that works. So we're going to um, tackle all of that today, plus 420. 25. Guess what? It will be your word of the day. Hopefully we'll get the spelling right today. So listen, I won't bore uh, anybody associated with uh, that movie. What's it called again about Grant Fuhr? Making Cocoa. Making Cocoa, which by the way, I've, I've listened and seen clips of. It looks fabulous. Yeah. And I know it's been really well received. It's already debuted out in Eastern Canada. I know in Toronto, uh, Grant was there and stayed until he answered every single question from the audience members. So it's. I know it's going to be a fabulous thing. Uh, but and as I said, I don't want to use up any of their time with this, but you remember way back when we first met, you and I, it was in the lobby of a comedy club out That's on the right. north side. Yeah. And we talked because I was... With, uh, I, think you, I think it was with, uh, how did you describe him? My loud very Yeah. Yes. I had not met either of you yet, but I'd heard you. <laughs> well, you'd heard him. I'd heard him. But we met, and it was uh, in the lobby of the comedy yes. club because I was organizing the Laughing for Cancer benefit. That was the first big event that I ever organized. And you were getting involved, and I was going to come on your show, and there was like... So that's how we actually met, met right? Um Gosh, that was a long time ago. I know, I know, huge amount of time ago because we ran that uh, benefit for ten years, and we're you know that's I've already been with the festival almost nine, yeah, and I've been divorced for twelve. Right, so it's a long, long time ago. But at the time, I was still doing lots of comedy in bars and mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing. So I'm at a sports bar in the North End uh, called Don Cherry's, and I think it's gone now. Um, but they were a big supporter of, uh, of it as well. And they had asked me if I would come entertain at their golf tournament, their, their wind-up dinner after the golf tournament, which I said, fine. So I get on stage, and I'm doing this show, and who do I see in the audience? Grant Fuhr. Mm. So apparently, and we all, not apparently, he golfs. He's a golf pro, in He's fact. a golf pro, right. yeah. So he's there. So I'm just doing my show and doing the jokey jokes, and but I keep looking over going, yeah, no, I'm positive that's Grant Fuhr. <laughs> and keeping in mind that the way we raised money at the Laughter Cancer Benefit was by selling sports memorabilia, right? So I kept, look, kept looking. So finally, I just said, hey, listen, I got to make mention of this, that, you know, I organized the Laughter Cancer Benefit. This is how we make our money. And Grand Fear has been so gracious over the years. Um, we've sold so many jerseys with his autograph mm -hmm. on them. And I just want to say, Grant, thank you so much for being such a great community member. He's and, with us tonight. Yeah, yeah and he's right over there and everybody applauds and everything. So I finished the show and I go over to his table. And he was like, uh, yeah, hey, listen, thanks for that. And I go, yeah, there's a catch, Grant. So here's the deal. Um, yes, we raise a lot of money with signed jerseys of yours. You've never actually given us a jersey. Like, we buy them mm. third party. And I go, you know, if there's any way, yeah, yeah. you know, you could directly give us a jersey or two, it would save us a lot of money. We wouldn't have to buy it and, you know, just have to pay for the frame. And he was like, all right, fine. Because here's my cell phone number. He writes uh -huh. it down on a piece of paper and gives it to me, right? So I tell one of my uh, volunteers, listen, Grant Fuhr just gave me this number. <laughs> I'm guaranteeing it's false. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. But phone him and see what you can do. So a couple days later, I get a phone call from this guy, and he's like, hey, I phoned the number. I'm like, okay. I go, was it a real number? He goes, yeah, it was a real number. I'm in Grant's house. <laughs> 
And I'm like, you're in his house right now? He goes, yeah. I'm standing in front of a closet uh, of jerseys. Yes. And he's asking what jerseys mm. would we like? And I was like, be real clear on this. Was that plural? Like, did he say jersey? What jersey would you, or what jerseys? He's, no, he said what jerseys. Yeah. And I'm like, which ones has he got? He had them all like from the Olympics, from mm -hmm. Team Canada in this tournament, mm -hmm. from the Oilers, from uh, a, a Stanley Cup win, a game used. You know, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, ask him what he can we can take. And he was take what you want. So then we were like, just don't take all of them. Like, that's really <laughs> that's ignorant. Obnoxious. Right. Yes. But he handed us over what would now be jerseys that yeah. the NHL Hall of Fame would love yeah. to have. or he's in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. Or we have jerseys that people would pay, you know, top dollar for. And he just gave them to us. Like, that's all I know of Grand Fuhrer yeah. on a personal level yeah, yeah. is that that was the most gracious thing ever. And how many times do you think he gets asked oh. to sign stuff or, you know, whatever, right? Man. First time I met Grant? Yeah. I was uh, on a motorcycle ride, and I was riding with Gort Steinke, if wow. I remember correctly. Sounds like a dream. I had a dream last night. I was yeah. on a motorcycle I was ride. on a motorcycle yeah. ride. I was, well, I was actually riding. I had just started riding, and I'm on a ride, and um, next thing you know, kind of pull up, and uh, who's riding with Gort also? <laughs> but Grant Fuhrer. Yeah, really, eh? <laughs> And at the time, I was like, I was fairly new to Edmonton. I like, didn't get quite who he was. Mm -hmm. But it was just, he had a really nice bike, too. Yeah, really, eh? Um, but then he, he was in here a while back when the book came out. Right. And again, um, what I knew of Grant Fuhrer was um, limited to what I've gathered exactly. over my time yep. here. Because I was not here during that time. Mm -hmm. I was a kid and wasn't into hockey at that time. I uh, had learned a little bit more when we had done the book on Peter Pocklington. Right, because because uh, uh, Peter's involvement. Right, with, you can't talk about those years without yeah, talking about and, Grant. Yeah, and Peter's yep. involvement uh, with um, getting Grant some help that he needed as well is mm -hmm. you know was was a part of the book. Anyway, um, it was just uh, he came in, and I think we were kind of both nervous because uh, I he didn't uh, he's whatever it was, Grant it, was, Fuhr. it was Grant Fuhrer. Yeah. But it turned out really well. And I, mm -hmm. I remember that day going, I, I didn't want to do the interview. I was like, I don't know. And, and it turned out well. He was just a nice, cool, easy to talk to guy. You know, it's funny, and not to uh, throw any shade at any current players, mm -hmm. because the way they handle current but players, it's changed. it has so changed. changed, right? The access to current yes. players is so limited now yeah. and so controlled. But I bet you lots of people have lots of stories like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Like Grant used to always go to a particular bookstore. Um, and if you wanted to get an autograph, and that's how we got some yep. of them, is we'd buy the jersey and stake out the bookstore it's until he showed up. up. Um, Dave Semenko used to always rent from a particular Rogers uh, video yep. store, and we knew where to find him. Um, but George LaRock one time, uh, it's just really funny. Threw himself at you? <laughs> sort of. Uh, I was at uh, Riverbend Art and Frame Oh yeah. paying for some framing. And, you know, again, a lot of times when you ask an athlete, to donate something, you know, it's like, uh, it's call this soul, person yeah. or, you know, but George the Rock would actually go get the item framed. Like he would say, well, I'll get it for, you know, yeah. and then he would present you with yeah. a jersey, a stick or whatever, and he would pay for the framing because he didn't want the charity to. Like another guy who I'm just like, yeah. so admire, and it was so cool to meet him last year mm -hmm. or two years ago, right, uh, when we were down at Roger's place. But I was in uh, Art and Frame paying the bill. 
is what I was doing. And George LaRock walks in. He's picking up some framing for somebody else's charity, and he's on his phone, right? He's just talking on his phone, blah, 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 blah. And I look over, and, gee, that's George LaRock, right? And I went, hey. And he went, hey. And he grabbed the pen out of my hand and autographed my invoice. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it, you know, and then just gave me a nod. Like, ah, don't worry yeah, about it. Frame it. <laughs> yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, does that mean he gets the bill? Because that would be better than an autograph. Oh my gosh! But yeah, that's that's awesome. But you're so right. Yeah. About how it, it's just changed. I mean, it has. There was so. I don't much blame the players. I don't blame no, anybody. It's just the way it it's is. Just the way it is. Yeah. Um, well, can you imagine? Well, yeah. You know. There's there's all sorts of stories. I know Chedville, your yeah. run-ins with uh, the Oilers of the of the eighties of sure. the Cup run. I mean, think about it. I think what was it? Is it what was the bar that they used to hang out on? Uh, Barry Tees. Barry Tees. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can yeah. meet them all. Like just go to Barry Tees. Yeah. Well, my husband used to bounce. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Is that the ranch now? Is that what turned into the ranch? I'm not sure. I think it might be. I don't know. I'll have to ask Jesse. He he is a partner in that. I think it is. Seems to be about the roughly the same location yeah. and size, so probably. But oh, what a, that must have been some good times around uh, this old city, eh? Yeah. So the Oilers start uh, play this weekend. Yeah, tomorrow is their game opener against. Uh, it's like eleven o'clock in the morning or New something. New Jersey. Our time? It's eleven, I believe. Yeah, nine thirty is the pre pregame show. Eleven o'clock is the, dry, uh, the puck, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Eskimos are playing tomorrow afternoon. Oh, it's be so a great that game's day. at two. So that's going to be yeah, just a it's fabulous. A day. Great day for a great weekend. Yeah. for sports. Can't wait. You for just it. know my Twitter account will be quite active. 220. Take a break here, Fred. We'll get to your call. He has a story about Wayne Gretzky he wants oh, cool. to share. Some of your texts coming in. We were talking about Grant Fury is going to be on the show just after 3. We should correct the Eskimos play on Monday. Oh, I'm, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that even makes a better weekend. Uh, Grant would hang out in my DJ booth and go through my records. <laughs> um, and then, um, hey, guys. I met Peter Pocklington just by pulling up. We parked, started talk, talking. It was too cool, says uh, Daryl. Dan says, I met Grant Fuhr in a bar a few years back. He signed my jersey. A little while later, I saw him in Max by Oliver Square. My aunt used to know him when he was just a kid. She used to work at the concession stand in the arena that now bears his name. He's hmm. just a regular guy. That's yep. from Dan. Fred's on the phone, wants to uh, tell us about Wayne Gretzky. Hi, Fred. Yeah, how's it going, guys? Good. Beautiful but... day out. Beautiful oh, day isn't out it here. great? Uh, back in the day on Argyle Road, I think it was J.R. Houston's, and I think Kevin Lowe was uh, part owner. And it was after the last cup, uh, I think it was 88, me and a couple buddies were in there, uh, I think a night or, or day or two after, and we definitely weren't bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. <laughs> but uh, we look, and all of a sudden there's uh, Gretzky, a whole bunch of them sitting at a table. And back then we had the automobile, and we made the front page of the Sun. Um, I was sitting there, and then all of a sudden, I go, I'm running to the car, grab this newspaper. Yari Curry comes by, and I go, Yari, you want to sign the front page for him? He goes, sure, no problem. And he goes, well, take it to Wayne. And I go, no, I can't bug him. He's got his mom, dad, uh, brothers, sisters, the whole family. And he goes, no, go tell him Yari sent you. So I'm behind Gretzky. I tap him on the shoulder. He turns around. He looks at me, and he goes, you crazy guys. He goes, sit down. So I sat down. With Gretzky, his mom, dad, brother, sister, uh, the whole gang, and a bunch of Oilers, sat there for an hour, and he had the whole team sign the front page of the paper for wow. me. And my two buddies are sitting there. They're, I, I'm like, why wouldn't you guys come over here? They just, they're in awe. 
but like, you guys are so right back then, or so accessible, mm-hmm. like all the players were. It was totally different back then. It was more Edmonton's team. Like, you know what? They'd go out to the neighborhood rinks and play hockey. And Yeah, that's right. Know, maybe they don't do that anymore. Maybe they do. But uh, that's my story with Gretzky and Graf Fuhrer met one time, and he was such a gentleman. He autographed... Uh, so Fred, did you have that? Did you have that newspaper? Did you have that thing that they signed framed? Did you do something with it? Yeah, I had that framed. I got uh, a museum of Oilers stuff from 1972. Let's put it that <laughs> way. But uh, Gretzky was a total gentleman, and it was just so cool meeting his mom and dad. He goes, "This is my mom, my dad." And wow. I'm just wide open. My mouth was wide open. I go, "Hey, thanks a lot." He goes, "No, thank you for uh, supporting us so much." And uh, Actually, a couple of years ago, I was in the Chad studio. They did a because uh, I'm a diehard Oilers fan from '72, like I said. And uh, I hope to get there this year. It's going to be pretty tough, but I think they can do it. Yep. And uh, hey, I can't wait to hear Grant. Yeah, well, yeah, just too. after three o'clock, okay, Fred. Thanks for giving us a shout. Take care, guys. All have right, a weekend. Yeah, you too. Happy Thanksgiving. Daniel's on the phone. He wants to talk about George Larocque. Hey, Dan. Hey, good afternoon. First time I've ever talked to you two, but I enjoy your show. Oh, thank well, thank you. you. Um, yeah, it, it sparked a memory. Um, I, well, this is going back probably, well, to George's era. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. But uh, I, I had been in an accident uh, while in engineering and was on ACE at the time, or it ended up being on ACE, and we were living in a, a very bad part of Edmonton in a, a very... Uh, well, probably the worst place we've ever lived, actually. A little uh, bachelor suite that was actually a furnace room. Oh, boy. And uh, I had written, you know, we, I had written George a letter, you know, just saying, you know, how much I, I loved him as a player and, you know, he was my favorite oiler and whatnot. And uh, he emailed me back and I'd go down to the library and use their computer and, and uh, at the time and... Uh, so he first he said, "Well, what, what's your phone number? Can I call you?" And I, I, you know, at first I was just blown away. I couldn't believe it. So I gave him my number. And one evening, me and my wife were sitting there, and a phone call came up. And he said, "Well, I've got two pictures here that I've signed for you and your wife." He goes, "Where do you live?" Oh. And I was just like, I looked at Linda and I covered the phone, and I'm just like asking where we lived <laughs> so sadly we were so embarrassed for where we lived we we sort of said no george we don't want you coming to this neighborhood mm-hmm. you know, there's there's too many problems in our neighborhood and stuff but he he tried to talk me into him coming over to our house to drop off these pictures and, and have a coffee with us wow us a coffee. so did you finally so, get the pictures Oh yeah, no. He yeah he he ended up. We gave him his uh, our address and we got them and yeah we still have them to this day. Awesome. Um, two beautiful picture color pictures of him you know and his uh, playing on ice and and he autographed them to each you know personally to us and but it it just like you said it's of days gone by and stuff but it, it really meant a lot to us. Absolutely. You know? And uh, just the fact that he was. He was so personable that way that you take the time to come and see us. Just 
it really touched us. So I just want to share that with you. Cool. cool. Thank you for sharing. Yep, it's a nice great story. story, Daniel. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Have a great day. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. That's Daniel calling into 630 Ched this afternoon. Okay, quick break here for the 230 News. Yeah. Uh, hold the line. Sure. We've uh, got a quick conversation coming up after 230. Maybe we can push that. We'll push it back a little yeah. bit. I want to get to these other phone Me calls. Too. So Ron and Jim, hold the line. We'll get to you after this. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.